Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitlam, KCBS Foodie Champ. At the Virgin Hotel, San Francisco, executive chef, Adrian Garcia. Chef, good to see you. How are you? Doing well, thank you. It's a gorgeous day. Let's set the scene here. We're at the rooftop here at the Virgin Hotel, recently opened. Um, not a bad view. A billion-dollar view from here, right? Rooftop has an amazing view. Yeah. Good cocktails, too. I may have had a couple last night. Hopefully not too many. <laughs> well, I got out of bed okay this morning. Uh, let's talk about your journey, Chef, uh, before we talk about the menu at the Commons Club and what's happening here at the Virgin Hotel. Let's go back in time. So you grew up where, and who was cooking in the family growing up? I uh, grew up in a small town in uh, California called Manteca. Yeah. My mother and my grandmother were definitely cooks, as well as um, on my dad's side. My grandmother there owned a farm, cooked on the farm with the grandma, yeah. did all that good stuff. So... Uh, there is uh, some Mexican heritage. Is there some Irish heritage in there as well? Yes, Mexican, Irish, and Filipino. Mom's half Filipino and Irish. Dad's Mexican. And how did that play out in terms of what was being served on the dinner table growing up? Uh, very uh, diverse. Yeah. Um, eating with my dad's side of the family, very uh, Oaxacan cuisine, um, very home cooking style, uh, delicious. And with my mom's side, lots of Filipino food. Christmas time, we'd be rolling up lumpias and doing all the fun stuff you weren't having shepherd's pie tacos uh when we would go to grandma's house uh yes we would do that um who would you say was the biggest influence uh, in terms of growing up mom dad grandma uh definitely mom mom was uh you know i spent a lot of time with her she owned a catering company we cooked a lot together cooked you know she brought a lot of the family together yeah and everyone has one dish that always takes you back home makes you think of mama what would that dish be um, her pork adobo is amazing. What was so good about it? I request it for my birthday every, <laughs> every time. Just the way she cooks it, it has the perfect amount of acidity, balance, yeah. salt, garlic. It's beautiful. So, mom, catering company, uh, was that fire in your belly for all things culinaire? I mean, did you want to be a chef early on? Uh, how did you fall into it? I actually didn't know I wanted to be a chef until my older sister said, hey, you should go to culinary school. <laughs> um, at the time, I was taking biology and chemistry yeah. at a uh, uh, community college. Yeah. And I said, hey, why not? That's actually a really good idea. I've been cooking for so long already. I was 18 at the time. Yeah. And uh, I think I started cooking when I was 13 with my family. And I said, okay, let's do it. And you went to college where? Uh, San Francisco, the California Culinary Academy. Set the scene for us. What was the feeling, the beat, the, pul- the pulse of the city like at that time? Well, I've been to the city a couple times at that age, but moving into it was completely different. It was a whole new life. Um, at 18 years old? Yeah, 18 years old, moved into a dorm room um it was a change from you know the small town that i was from yeah now you know a lot of young chefs the current generation of course they grew up with uh top chef and they many believe it's a fast track uh, to a career you just get on tv and that's how it happens not how it happens um so your generation what was what was the takeaway for you going through culinary school um you know at that time i was just trying to get by uh luckily kind of luckily the school loan was helping me pay for my my rent so if i wanted any extra cash i needed to get a job so the first thing i needed to do was get a, get into a, a prep cook position sure. and that's that's your very first 
goal is yeah. to get into any kitchen you can get into and yeah. learn and apply the skills you're learning in school. So that first kitchen, prep cook? Uh, believe it or not, the Cheesecake Factory. I yeah. worked there for almost a year during culinary school, and uh, it's a beast back there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, uh, not a lot of people know it, but it is one of the most successful and busiest restaurants in the city of San Francisco. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. How much cheesecake did you consume over those years? Well, at that time, <laughs> not that much, to be honest. I was, uh, you know, working my, li- working my life away and, you yeah. know, schooling myself away. Uh, you ventured south for a little bit after college, Santa Barbara. Um, tell me about your journey there. Um, well, I got into, a pro- uh, for my externship program, I got into Moreau Restaurant in Santa Barbara. Spent about a year there, kind of touched fine dining a little bit, and went to San Diego for some other opportunities. I made my way around a few restaurants there as well and ended up at a unique place called Addison Restaurant sure. at the Grand Del Mar with Chef William Bradley. Uh, and a restaurant that's made its mark in the region. You got to be part of that, right? Absolutely. And Michelin just came out for San Diego and they were awarded one star, which is yeah. amazing. So um, that's really cool. So the allure of San Francisco, the 415 brought you back. Uh, what was the allure? What was the appeal to come back here? Uh, family. You know, yeah. everybody was up here. I spent a lot of time away, six, seven years. Uh, and also in San Diego, there's a very much of a, at that time, a culinary scene. Yeah. I felt like I had did what I could do there, and I wanted to up my game and came down to San Francisco. Boy, you did. Quince. Yeah. Okay. One mission start of three. Tell me about that journey, Chef, uh, working at Quince, uh, Chef Michael Tusk, uh, to be in that kitchen uh, and work there those five years. Uh, share with me a little bit about that journey. Uh, before Quince, I was at Bennu, and that kind of laid the the ground for me to get into Quince and have a better understanding of what I was trying to do. Uh, Bennu had received two stars the, t- the time I was there. Um, I wanted to be on a team that got three and got an opportunity at Quince as a sous chef, and at that time they had one, So, and I knew the chef de cuisine at the time. Yeah. Uh, made my journey there, and we worked very diligently. <laughs> um, it took about a year before I became executive sous chef. Yeah. Spent about two years as executive sous chef. On year three, I became chef de cuisine. Um, had an amazing team, and we received the probably pinnacle of an accolade that a chef can receive is three, star- three stars for Michelin. Take me to that day. The phone call comes. Where are you? What's happening? What's the reaction? Uh, the phone call goes to Chef Tusk, right? So I'm on my way to work. I'm not quite sure if uh, what's going to happen, you know. Um, and then I send him a text and, hey, Chef, like, how's it going? Have you heard anything yet? Because at that time they were making the phone calls. And uh, he sent me three champagne bottles and then three stars. And I was by myself in my house and freaked out. Yeah. I'm, like, yelling, <laughs> jumping, screaming. I'm texting, getting phone calls from everybody. And it was, you know, I won't say it was unexpected, but you, you, never, you never know. Sure. So the, the feeling was pretty... Uh, overwhelming to say the less, least call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And, of course, only you guys in the heat of the kitchen really have a comprehension, a full comprehension of that journey and what it takes to get from one to two to three. I mean, the difference is maybe subtle to the diner, but to you guys, it's, 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 it's quite a journey from each start to the next, right? Oh, absolutely. It was you know, relentless work, very rigorous, um, 
lots of tasting, being creative. Chef Tux is very creative. Uh, he had an amazing team along with the team that I had. Uh, we, we created, you know, magic. Yeah. More magic here. Virgin Hotels, San Francisco, right here uh, on 4th Street uh, between Mission and Howard. Is that right? Folsom and Howard. Folsom and Howard. How could I forget Folsom Street? My, <laughs> my favorite fare, and yours too, Chef, I know. Uh, let's talk about the menu here, uh, Commons Club. Uh, let's talk about the name. Uh, and nod, nod to the Commons, uh, of course. Uh, the British parliamentarians is where they hang out, the Commons. Absolutely. A lot of what they want to do here, or what we want to do here, is um, pretty much give uh, exclusivity for all. So, you know, we want the Commons Club to be somewhere where everybody feels like they're a VIP. Sure. Uh, And you do. The minute you walk through the doors here at Virgin, there's a vibe. There's definitely a Virgin vibe. Before you took this gig, uh, what were your thoughts when someone said, hey, this could be a good gig gig for you? What was your comprehension of what it would mean to be a chef working uh, with a team at a Virgin Hotel? Uh, just kind of following Virgin through time. They had the airlines here. Uh, Virgin is a, you know, has a huge umbrella. Um, but the reading about Richard Branson and how he likes to treat his employees is the same way I feel that I want to treat yeah. my team. A lot of, a lot of chefs kind of get this stigma about you work in a restaurant and you're going to have to get yelled at by an angry chef or you're going to have to get pushed around or, yeah. you know, the, the culture that this place brings was something that really, uh, attracted me to it. Sure. I have to let you know you are talking to the former Virgin Megastore DJ, the former voice of Virgin, right here, uh, from 1996 to, uh, to 1998. There goes the door. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, Commons Club, uh, define the menu, describe the menu, and tell me what it's all about. Sure. Commons Club is basically, we kind of want it to be, say, refined dining. Uh, we take California ingredients and basically create California cuisine with it. Uh, with the experience that I have in the restaurants I've been to and creativity that I've been exposed to, we basically try to represent each, um, whether it be vegetable or protein, in, in a way that it best suits it. Um, and it's something that's not supposed to be a three-hour dining experience, sure. like when you go to have a you know 20-course tasting menu. We just yeah. want people to have that quality of experience mm-hmm. in a shorter period of time and in just a more relaxed environment. Yeah, uh, and there are lots of different experiences you can have at the Commons Club, intimate dinner for two, a little party for a group. Uh, hey, you want to sit at the bar, eat alone. You can do it all, right? Absolutely. We do banquets and catering as well. we got a rooftop bar with amazing cocktails and some food there as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, breakfast. There's nothing like a full English. I had it this morning. Uh, and you put a little twist in your full English. Talk us through the dish. Sure. Um, so I had the pleasure of somebody that actually was from London to kind of help me build this dish but um it's brioche we kind of do egg in a hole um inside of the hole you have your baked beans that's kind of been dressed up a little bit Mm -hmm. uh we put a 64 degree egg on top of it and then we kind of do the coutrement which is your you know sauteed mushrooms your tomato which we oven dry rather than just kind of putting raw slices on there um sausage and bacon it was a banging breakfast all the bees bread bangers bacon beautiful thing uh brings us to the dish that we put together uh, right here listen when i first came here i looked at the menu and i never want to assume that fish and chips is going to be on every menu at any restaurant that's got you know a connection to britain but i would hope that it is but your fish and chips has got a bit of a twist talk us through it sure so this is not your traditional fish and chips Um, what we've done here is taken an or king salmon sustainable Um, we've kind of made a crudo out of it we season it with some orange vinaigrette kumquat uh you got some 
pickled radish, pickled apples, coriander, and watermelon radish. That's kind of like a crudo, right? So we take the skin of the dish, uh, skin of the fish, uh, we dehydrate it and puff it into chips. Uh, we season it with malt vinegar powder as you know another piece of homage to the uh, traditional fish and chips. And you, you use your your chips to dip into your fish. Well, you know, it'd be naughty to sit here, chef, and not have a little bite together. So I'm just going to do. I'm going to just literally grab my little my cracker here and see if I can get this to stay on top. Oh my gosh! So you're, you're, yeah. I've got. I think I think I got it. Here we go, uh, folks. The fish and chips. Crispy chips. Uh, you know, I had it for lunch yesterday. I loved it so much. I had it for dinner last night as well. Um, let's take a little bite together. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> oh my word! You know, this may be my new favorite way to enjoy fish and chips. I mean, seriously good. Um, love the layers of flavor. Love the crunch. Um, you got it all going on here, uh, and it tastes fresh and. It's not wrapped in newspaper. Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to do something a little different, stay fun, kind of stick to the virgin cheeky kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, It's fun. It's tasty. It's cheeky. Uh, Chef, it's Pride Month uh, for our LGBTQ community in San Francisco. There's no better place to be. Uh, And you guys are going all out, Uh, but especially so at the bar, a great bar program downstairs. Uh, And you've got uh, a pretty cool cocktail on the menu for Pride. Yeah, it's called God Saves the Queens. Um, Our... Uh, head bartender kind of put that together. It's delicious. So not just God save Queen Elizabeth, but all the queens should all be the, saved. Yeah, all the queens. Yeah. Um, Adrian, chef, what a great journey uh, you've had and continue to have. Uh, let you have the final word for those who've not been here. The Virgin Hotel, Commons Club, the rooftop. Uh, why should they come and visit? Uh, well, you know, we're basically trying to support um, sustainable living. Uh, Virgin's an amazing company. We really want to take care of our employees, and you take care of your employees, they take care of you. Yeah. Um, and the food, hopefully, is something that will be to remember. Sure. Well, we've, got, we've created some memories right here. Actually, last question I've got to ask you. Sir Richard Branson was here for the big opening party a couple of uh, weeks ago. Did you get a moment with Sir Richard? I did. I met, a, met him a couple of times. Yeah. He uh, got together with the team, have some inspiring words with everybody. Um, he's an amazing person. Yeah. Well said. You just got your 10-cent pay rise. <laughs> nice. Chef Adrian Garcia. Thank you so great much. Great to see you, my friend. Uh, folks, do yourself a favor. Uh, hey, come for breakfast, stay for lunch, stay on for dinner and cocktails after. Uh, it's all going down here at the Virgin Hotel in San Francisco uh, on 4th Street between Howard and Folsom. We're going to share the recipe with you as well. Uh, fish and chips like none other. The info at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 